Hello and welcome to Cosmos Science Daily, where journalists at the Cosmos Newsroom report on the latest research and discoveries and explain the science behind the headline news. Today's newsroom journalist and biology graduate specialising in the human microbiome, Matilda Hansley-Davis, is talking about new evidence for long-term memory in wild frog-eating bats. With yours truly, Dr. Sophie Calabretto, applied mathematician and fluid mechanist who ate frogs once and thought they were fine but a little bit underwhelming. So Matilda, what did they already know about memory in animals? So there's been a bit of research into memory in non-human animals and then obviously a lot more in memory in humans. For example, there's evidence of long-term memory lasting for 10 years in sea lions and 20 years in dolphins, which is pretty neat. That And that's pretty long. So basically don't insult a dolphin because they probably won't forget it. Yeah, and like I don't remember that much about what happened to me 20 years ago either. So, you know, good good for dolphins. Um, But it's quite an interesting area of biology because like a lot of things in nature, having a good memory has both benefits and drawbacks depending on the context. So having a good memory can be helpful sometimes, but it also takes resources that could be used for other survival strategies. And as humans, we rely a lot on our memories and we think that we're the most intelligent animal species. So we tend to value memory as being a really important quality. But science has shown that for some animals, having a better memory isn't necessarily an evolutionary advantage. And something called adaptive forgetting can actually be more beneficial. Okay, so I like that. Every time I forget something from now on, I'm just going to incorrectly justify it as adaptive forgetting as opposed to I just forgot what happened yesterday. Love it. Please continue, Matilda. (laughs) So a lot of what we know about memory in other animal species actually comes from research on animals who have spent their entire lives in captivity. Mm. And that's a bit of a problem because that's not really always a great model for understanding how memory actually works and does or doesn't help animals evolve and survive in nature. Right. So this new study looking at long term memory in wild bats is filling a bit of a gap. Okay, cool. So tell me a little bit more about this bat research then. Yeah, so the study was led by Mae Dixon, who was a graduate student at the University of Texas at Austin at the time of the research and is now working at the Ohio State University in the US. And Dixon travelled to Panama to capture some wild frog-eating bats and train them to associate a particular sound, so a ringtone, with food. So the bats actually hunt frogs in the wild by listening out for the frogs' mating calls and the researchers train the bats to associate a ringtone with a food reward starting by playing on that natural behaviour. So step one is to play the bats a recording of the frog calls and they put a piece of bait fish on top of the speaker that the recording is coming from. So the bat will be drawn to fly towards the frog call and then it finds some food. Okay, so, so far we know step one in how to train a bat. And then how do the ringtones come into this? Yeah, great question. So they start there and then over time the researchers mixed in the frog call with the ringtone that they wanted the bats to learn to recognise. And eventually they completely replaced the frog sound with just the ringtone and maintained the food reward for the bats. So at the end, the bat should associate just the ringtone alone with getting food. And they also played some other ringtones to the bats that didn't have a food reward attached to them. So the bats 
learned to only fly towards this particular ringtone that was associated with food. And each bat got at least 40 snacks of bait fish over the 11 to 27 days of training by flying to this ringtone. Okay, now I have to ask, Matilda, I am really curious, was there any information about the ringtones that they used for this study? Yeah, that's a fantastic question. There was a little bit, but it wasn't super easy to find. But what I can tell you is that the ringtones are about the same length and frequency as the frog call, so the the sound that the bats are naturally attracted to while hunting. Um, But, yeah, I couldn't find a recording or anything, which was a little disappointing. So they're not the kind of fun, like it's not the Macarena or someone has – it's not a song. It's just something that sort of mimics the frogs a little bit more closely. I don't think so. But to be honest, like I don't really know what this particular frog call sounds like, if it did sound like the Macarena or was a similar frequency. I'm not sure we can rule it out. I was being very dismissive. (laughs) You're right. Anyway, um, so then after the ringtone training, the trained bats were microchipped so they could be identified again and released back into the wild. And over subsequent years, Dixon returned to Panama and captured more bats. She managed to find eight bats that had undergone the ringtone training and tested their memory by playing the ringtone again and seeing what they did. And so all eight of the trained bats flew towards the sound. And this is, again, one to four years after the initial Mm. training. And six of them actually managed to find the food reward. On the other hand, there were 17 control bats captured who hadn't had ringtone training. They were also played the ringtone and they didn't really react to it. The researchers reported that the control bats would kind of twitch their ears a little bit, but they didn't fly towards the sound. Um, So that's suggesting that the training is lodging itself in the bats' memories a bit. It's not just that all frog-eating bats will automatically fly towards any sound and look for food. Yeah, that's really cool. So it sounds like it's been pretty effective. I am curious, though, is this what the researchers expected? Yeah, so not really. Dixon said that she was surprised the bats were able to remember the ringtone for that long. Um, She said she expected maybe they would remember it for a year, but that four years is a long Mm. time for a bat to remember a sound that it might never hear again. So, yeah, it was a little bit unexpected. I think four four years is a long time for some people to remember some very basic things about themselves as well. (laughs) And so what what else can we learn from this research? Well, it's really building our understanding of the role of memory in evolution and ecology. So how and why animals evolve different types of memory, like short versus long term, and how they use that to adapt to the world and to their environment when it changes. So, yeah, I think it's pretty cool. That is amazing. I've never, I'd never thought about bats and memory, and yet that was delightful to learn about. So thank you, Matilda, and thank you to everyone for listening. Be sure to keep an ear out for our next instalment of Cosmos Science Daily. This podcast was brought to you by Cosmos, a publication of the Royal Institution of Australia. From Listener and Cosmos Magazine comes Huh? Science Explained, a new weekly podcast answering all of life's questions, big and small, in just 10 minutes. Download the Listener app now and listen for free. Listener.